Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. This is the next episode of Travelling Eggs. This time without wooing because we don't want to hurt your precious little ears. Exactly. Some of you precious. <laughs> <laughs> also because we want to mix it up. We're more yeah. than just wooing here. We're more than just woo girls. Exactly. We can do whatever we want. Exactly. Some ASMR. So this time, no. This time we're just a bit more classy. Yes. Like, hello. Um, okay. Anyway. So, this week, yes. on this episode, we are going to be talking about Marie's adventures in Toronto. I just wanted to woo, but I'm going to say yay. Hooray. <laughs> We're on I a woo um, <laughs> Free <episode>. rehab. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. So, yeah. we are going to be talking about Marie's adventures in Toronto, Canada. Exactly. And she is now going to tell us about the egg dish for this week. Exactly. It is not exactly a, so to speak, Canadian, like it's not ex-Canadian style, but it is called Canadian farmhouse baked eggs. And it's basically mini cooked potatoes, cut up, um, pea meal bacon, which I'm going to talk about in a second, because it's a special version of bacon, which is, that actually is very Canadian. Olive oil, salt and pepper, homemade chili sauce, but you can... I think you can use store-bought. I don't think the recipe will fail if you do. Eggs and Italian parsley. And then you just mix up the potatoes and the bacon and everything. Um, crack the eggs on top and bake it. And yeah. That, and voila. That should turn out pretty good and pretty yeah. well. So try it. Exactly. And Pimia bacon is basically a wet cured. Cured? Cured. Cured. Unsmoked bacon made from trimmed lean boneless pork loin, rolled in cornmeal, and that's in, that's found in southern Ontario. And it's not as greasy and not as fatty as like normal bacon or like American bacon. So yeah, try it and go for it. Also, disclaimer, Toronto is actually not... Well, it was a travel, but it wasn't like a trip that I went Yeah, on. it wasn't a holiday. Exactly. Exactly. But it yeah. was still a travel. Exactly. It was a big exchange. It was a big adventure. Exactly. Um, yeah, I went on a semester abroad there to explain yeah. the story. Um, so I spent quite a long time in Toronto, but a lot happened. Many good things, many... Well, not many bad things, but some... But some. Incidents, some adventures happened and... Wouldn't yeah. be fun without it. Exactly. And so some great stories to talk about so yeah okay so without further ado why don't you maybe tell us well you can decide you want to tell us a bit more context yeah. or okay so give us some yeah. context and then tell us about some disasters yeah so basically i came to london always knowing that i really want to do a, a like semester abroad because i was like well i'm already coming to a different country to study why not take it any like a step further um and I originally wanted to go to Chicago for like quite a while, but then Chicago for some reason, the uni we have like a um like relationship with or whatever, cut their film program, which I don't know why, but it's a bit annoying. Someone else I know from our uni actually went there to do journalism, I think, but I couldn't go. So I looked for like a new place. They had Florida, they had Boston. And a few other places, but nothing that I was super into. I think my other choice would have been Florida. Yeah, I feel like I would have done Florida or Boston. Mm, I don't know, like, Florida wasn't exactly in the city, though. And I'm a very, like, city girl. So I was like... Where in Florida? I don't know. I have oh. no idea. I didn't really look into it. It was just no in no major city. Yeah. Um, it was quite, like, rural, ah. you know. Um, and I'm not a summer girl, so... <laughs> Maybe not that ideal. <laughs> 
Um, but then my school approached me and was like, hey, we have a brand new relationship with Los Angeles and Ryerson, Toronto. <sighs> Los mm. Angeles hadn't actually started yet. They were like, uh, it's literally just, I think it's starting this year or like the year yeah. after. They couldn't finish that relationship. But they were like, Ryerson is literally starting as I wanted to go. So I would literally be the first person to go. And because of that, because they wanted to promote the relationship, they gave, offered me free flights. And, <laughs> and I was like, hell well, yeah. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because flying to Toronto was not cheap. So I was like, hell yeah, I take that. Also, Toronto sounds amazing. Yeah. Canada sounds amazing. Never been. Ryzen, Why not go? Exactly. Ryzen is very renowned for their good um, media and film school. So they have really good funding. They have really good facilities. They have really good teachers. So that sounded brilliant to me. Um, Canada looks like a cool country to run to look like a cool city so i was ready to go amongst a few others i god i don't even know maybe like three people from our school went or like from our whole university oh i thought there was only two well there was me sophie my friend who went with me and then another guy oh i thought it was just you and sophie no i think it was the three of us anyway so i went or like i the other one was irrelevant yeah we didn't talk as much um, he went a little bit under the radar. He vanished a bit, but he was nice mm. talking to when I did. Um, so yeah, we planned all this. It was all good. It was all sorted out nice. But then my uni told me, look, Marie, the only thing is we can't offer you or we can't help you with accommodation because I don't... Oh, because, right, they said that the accommodation in Canada can't take people who only stay for one semester. And I was like, that's... Well, it's not fine. It sucks a bit. But I can see that because in the accommodation that we actually stayed in in London in first year... They also can't accept people for just one semester. So I was kind of used to that. And I was kind of like, yeah. Well, actually, well, Actually. well, well, <laughs> in my flat in first year, then yeah. one of the girls in my flat who I was really good friends with left after the first mm. term. And then someone did come. A new girl came instead um, and well, like took over her place in the flat um, just for the second semester. Oh, did she not stay any longer? Did she not stay in McLaren after? Only for the second semester. And then she didn't renew is... it for next year? No, only for oh. that, yeah. Only for the well, rest of that year. Thank you that they didn't... Well, I'm glad they didn't offer me that when I applied. Anyway, that's all. But that was semester two, not one. I know. Oh, Didn't actually, you want oh. to stay in semester one? No, now I'm talking about London. Anyway, this anyway. is getting too confusing. <laughs> Basically, they were like, look, Toronto can't take you. We also, just to give you a bit of context, this is literally one year ago. So it feels very bizarre to say this all happened like one year ago because it doesn't have, like feel that far away. Um, so yeah, that was winter 2019. Yeah, my God. Yeah. Um, so winter semester 2018-19. Um, so yeah, they said we can't offer you accommodation. I was like, yeah, that's... That's fine. If it has to be like that, then I have to look for other places. Something should become available. I mean, we live in a flat now. I've rented a room before. Yeah. Shouldn't be too bad. But didn't the accommodation look really nice? Or did it? I no. I it did. Oh, did it not? Not the ones I found. Oh, okay. So then I looked into private places, private rooms, private accommodation. It wasn't too bad. I mean, I'm used to London prices. So I feel like yeah, it so, takes a lot to shock us. Yeah. So I found quite a nice room. I messaged the people. They were quite forthcoming. They were quite nice. They talked back to me. Um, they offered me the room. I was like, cool, that's fine. I said, I'm an international student, can only stay for one semester, would come at that date, would move out that date. They said, fine, we can arrange this. They sent me photos. I looked at the address. The address was legit. 
and I can probably, you can probably see where all of this is going, but I'm still going to keep tell like talking and telling the whole story. Um, so they sent over a contract and they said, we would like you to pay the whole installment up front, which even at that point I said, well, it doesn't seem too weird to me because it was three months and I was literally having a very terminated short yeah. rent. So it's not as if like in our flat right now, we have like a one year contract. Yeah, exactly. So as opposed to three Exactly. Months. So obviously you don't pay that up front, yeah. but it's almost like you could almost stay, like you could stay in an Airbnb for three months and then you would pay that whole bit at the yeah. like. How much was the total? Uh, I don't know. I think, oh God, the monthly rent was, I think, 560, well, pounds or dollars. I don't know. It was too cheap. Let me say, when I talked to friends in Canada, they were like, Marie, this is way too cheap. (laughs) But I didn't know because, hey, I was like, it's Toronto. It's not London. It can't be as expensive. Um, So... Um, I then talked back to them and my father gave me some advice and he was like, look, Marie, we won't do this because it seems a bit weird that they ask um, for this upfront. So I talked back to them and I was like, is it okay if I just pay the deposit and the first month of rent? And they said, yes, that's fine. That's okay. So I did that. <clears throat> um, I did try to pay them by bank transfer, which didn't work. First alarming sign. But at this point, no, at this point, I looked into it and it it, it was gen- legitimately hard to transfer money to a Canadian account because they had some different, they didn't have an account number as we have it in the, yeah. like in Europe. Like even in, in the UK and Germany, you have like one specific account number. You have like a certain amount of numbers that you type in to do a, a like transfer and they didn't have that. So even as I entered the payment details it was really confusing so I was like okay maybe I've just entered numbers that you weren't supposed to enter in, like in that way um so then they asked me to do it via Western Union if you don't know what Western Union is it's basically a check writing system where you transfer money it's kind of it's not really like PayPal but it's similar to PayPal yeah. basically it's a bit <laughs> less secure than a bank transfer to say the least um not to shit on Western Union it's can it's Good and certain. Legit and stuff, but... It's good in certain places, but it's kind of like PayPal. Like, in PayPal... It could be misused. Exactly. And then I think we also asked them about PayPal, and I think we also sent one payment via PayPal. And again, I love PayPal. I love using PayPal. Um, but in this specific like specific case, not ideal. We shouldn't have not used PayPal. Oh, so you did use PayPal? Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah... It looked all good. We sent the money. Um, and then, oh yeah, one other fun story. We've sent the money. We even got a contract, which I looked over. It looked fine. Seemed fine. It looked, I mean, at some place, it was a room in the place where the landlord lived in. So said, <laughs> at, at times it said like, yeah, the landlord can enter the room, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I mean, fine, it's still their apartment. And it's still yeah. set with like prior notice, with notice of these many hours or whatnot. It's as. still just not very private. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's still kind of fair because, again, it is their yeah. flat at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we signed this. And we did this in summer. Now, this was summer 2019. Um, and then it went quiet. And I was like, well, yeah, but there's no point really keeping anything up because I'm only coming in winter. Then I found another flat online as I just kept looking for fun, which was... <laughs> I didn't get, go through with this. Don't worry. It's just a fun story. Which was supposedly by a surgeon whose daughter was studying abroad and she had a massive, luxurious flat in the heart of Toronto, 
which he offered to rent out for, I think, a thousand Canadian dollars, which is like 850 pounds or something or even less. It looked so suspicious. And I was like, there's no way this is real. I Googled this guy. He was a real search. I found him. I found him at the hospital where he worked at. And I was like, was someone going through so much work that they stole his whole identity with his email, with his phone number. Everything they sent me was like seemingly How do you know it wasn't real? I don't know. See, because it looked so shady. Mm. Everything about it looked so insanely shady. And especially because at like a day later, like two days later, I checked again and the offer was gone. Oh, okay. And the ad wasn't there anymore. So I think it definitely it's scam, but it was so well done. Yeah. Because again, I think I ran like several background checks on them because I was like, now I'm really intrigued. The guy looked legit. I think I even found his daughter or something. And I was like, well, someone is going through a lot, a lot of, of effort. Work. Or maybe it, maybe it was real and he was just making it in a very scammy way that looked very scammy. So, Mr. Surgeon, if you're listening and you want to rent out that place of your daughter again, maybe do it in a way that yeah, seems Yeah, try a, bit, a different way. Yeah, it, it seemed very scammy. So if you were real, maybe try a different approach. Anyway, um, <laughs> then Christmas rolled around and I got more suspicious because I still hadn't heard anything back from my flat yet. At this point, I got a message from Toronto from a new residence that they just opened, I think in 2018. And they messaged me and were like, hey Marie, we heard you're coming to Ryerson this semester. Have you thought of accommodation yet? And I was like, yes, I have half a year ago because now I'm coming in four weeks. Yeah, so it it's might a, bit be a bit late, late. isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I have. It turned out though, to be fair, that they had just changed their policy because the um, accommodation I stayed in was so new. It was quite expensive. So lots of their rooms were empty and free because they had a policy of only being able to rent it for like one full academic year. So because of that, they changed it to also making it available for one semester, targeting specifically exchange students because they knew they would like they were happy and able to spend a bit more money on the whole exchange. so they wrote me and said, look, we literally just changed it this year so you could stay with us. And I told them, I already have a place, but I'm getting a tiny bit suspicious that something is up with this. So just in case, could I use you as a fallback layer? Cause I, could I use you as like a second option? And they said, yes, perfectly fine. Here are our details. Just message us if anything goes wrong and we can help you. So I did that. That was quite good. Thank Fuck. Thank. I, my God. Fuck. Thank fuck I did that. And whatever instincts I had at this time were really right. Really and, on it. And saved my ass. So over Christmas, I, um, I'd found this place online with the landlord, actually with like a name and everything. So I looked up the landlord and the picture on fa- Facebook, sent them a friend request. They accepted it. I wrote them, hi, I think it was over Christmas now. I wrote them like, hi, Merry Christmas, blah, blah. They said, thank you, same to you. We even started chatting and I was like, okay, this is going well. And then they were like, yeah, so what do you do? And blah, blah. And I was like, well, yeah, I study. I can't wait to like meet you soon. And they were like, oh, like, what? And I was like, wait, like, what do you mean, what? And I was <laughs> like, I'm coming to stay in your flat. No. And they were like, sorry, we don't have a flat in Toronto. We, ha- <laughs> we have a house in Colorado in oh the United States. And at this point, literally... I realized that everything had just crumbled. Everything had shattered. I looked back at the ads for my flat that I had rented. And it was so stupid. It's such a minor detail. But everyone, if you rent a flat, please, it sounds so stupid. But please check this. When you could see the windows in the ads, 
you could see like trees on the outside and like quite a like it was not in the I think it was on the second floor or something and you could see trees in a street when I looked at the street view on Google Maps there were no trees outside oh. there, there was another building outside oh my god and the windows on go like on street view didn't match the windows in the actual ad oh that is sneaky but some good advice it's literally it's such Hopefully. Check so, the pictures with the street view. Exactly. If you can, if your con country has street view, then please do me a favor and do yourself a favor and double check. So at this point, I was just chatted. I was like, what am I going to do? I was literally supposed to leave for Toronto in 10 days from this point onwards, or even less. I think it was a week. And I was like, great, I'm homeless and I'm supposed to fly to this new country. And my term starts two days after I arrive there. So that's great. And I literally, at this point, I think that was like a day or two after Christmas, messaged Toronto on full panic mode, mm. like the accommodation had messaged me before. And was like, oh my God, you guys, my accommodation has fallen through. Can you please help me? I'm going to be homeless. I can't stay in Toronto. Can I please, please get a room from you? And bless her heart, Cassie, to this day, if she ever gets to listen to this, you saved my life. You are so, so sweet. And I thank you so much for helping me because genuinely this whole saving mission came down to you. This was the girl who worked at the like um, accommodation in Canada. She was so sweet and so lovely. I was like, look, Marie, yes, we can. We will help you. We will save you. We will find something. <laughs> we will some save you. We will do something for you. So these are the room options. I picked a room. I picked a room with one flatmate um, because I'm in big introvert and I can't deal with a lot of flatmates so one flatmate it was <laughs> um which I mean it's on the other hand it's a bit of risk because if yeah. you have like four flatmates at least if one of them is shit then at least you have like two other nice ones yeah. maybe with one yeah but it's, like yeah. well it's a risk exactly but like what if you move into a four bedroom flat and all of them are and shit all of them, yeah that would be unlikely but yeah I guess that's yeah yeah anyway I prefer the like two bedroom flat um and then I can't remember all of the details, but it was so complicated going through the whole process because I had to sign. I think I also needed references from my uni that I had to send them. So I did that over the holidays, trying to arrange this. Everyone else was on holidays. Then I needed to also check back with um, Ryerson's actual accommodation office because this was like, you know how in London we have like Unite Students? Yeah. Which is a private accommodation that works with Kings, for example. Yeah. This was kind of the same with Toronto. Oh, okay. The accommodation, it was called Home, but H-O-E-M. Yeah, okay. It belonged just to Ryerson, but it still had its own office. It was like a private, private but... Private-ish. Private-ish. Not say. student halls of that exact uni. But no, like, it was. But no, student halls, but like it wasn't the, like... Well... It kind of was, but it still had like its own administration and everything. Yeah. It was a bit of a weird one. But yeah, they kind of tried to keep it a bit more separate because it was also very nice. So I think they just didn't want it to mark it as like a dingy student hall, but as a very nice new accommodation. Kind yeah. of like, like I said, like Unite, like Unite. for example. Um, so yeah, I had to check back with the office from Ryerson, but they only came back like after Christmas and I was like, I don't have time for this. I need to talk to them today. Then we had to send them money, obviously, for the first installment. Um, we couldn't do this because it was bank holidays. So literally all my, like all the German banks were completely closed and everything. They didn't expect, uh, they didn't accept, um, PayPal. They just accepted Western Union. So we had to set up Western Union to <laughs> send them the money. Um, and we had to set up all of this. Um, there was 
a lot more trouble on this whole. And literally, at this point, I messaged Cassie, like, like 20 times a day, probably, with all of the problems that were going on and all of the complications. Um, I think for some reason, we couldn't get the money through before Christmas because I think because of the bank holidays. And even on the flight there, even on the plane, we kept messaging back and forth because I needed to send her some safety installment of, I think it was just $50 because legally they were just required to have some form of payment from me. I also needed to sign contracts, which they had, oh yeah, I remember they just sent those contracts to me that day because on that day when I was flying, they came back after the bank holidays. So I had to buy Wi-Fi on my plane, like uh-huh. on my flight to Canada to sign the contract in the plane. Bougie. And then the Wi-Fi kept crashing and I was panicking in the plane and literally kept redoing this. So my flight to Canada, which was, I think, eight, how long was your flight to New York? Was... Seven to eight hours. Yeah. I think mine was like eight to nine. All I did was literally watch Crazy Rich Asians, but by the way, such an amazing film. Also, a little spoiler to our next planned holiday. (laughs) Such a good film. And writing that email and sending her everything I could. But Um, surely, like, surely they must have known you were on a plane. I know. And that's what Cassie said. But at this point, I really remember this. She sent me a message and was like, look, Marie, I know you're on a plane, but this is all I can do for you. You have to send me those contracts and the money. Otherwise... We can't let you in. <laughs> so she was like, we literally did as much as we could, but you have, like, this is what has to happen right now, legally. Um, and I literally was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get it through somehow. Oh, yeah, because you needed to obviously end up, like, living somewhere as soon as you land. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I even ordered, like, a cab. Oh, no. Ha. Ha. Forgot about that. So, literally, my, my getting to Canada was... More awful than I could have ever expected. So I ordered a cab from the airport to um, the accommodation, which was, I think, $60, um, which is quite much because it wasn't that far from the airport. But oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, at this point, I was like... You I had loads of bags. It's, it's fine. At this point, I didn't even care. I said, look, I, I, just, I can't be bothered. I can't take public transport like this. Also, yeah. because it was quite late. You were probably um, quite sweaty from the journey. Exactly. Um, so I got out from the plane and everything. I didn't have cell phone reception because this was not the EU. So you didn't, you couldn't just, you couldn't just keep on your phone and keep having Wi-Fi and data and everything. Unless you want to pay. Exactly. Um, so I got out at the airport. My cab was not there. My (laughs) cab was not there. And also I had a one hour layover in, um, because I flew from Berlin. Um, and I had a one hour layover in Heathrow in London and I already thought to myself, because I think we landed a bit late, we landed like 10 minutes late, I already knew, and I told myself, this is too little time, there's no way my backs will make it in this time, because I had to walk, I didn't have to sprint, but I had to walk like quite briskly and like quite quickly to catch the flight, and I was like, there's no way my backs will make it, and you know what, you know what, my backs of course didn't make it! So I arrived in Toronto without my massive bags, which I, to be fair, had planned. And I put all my essentials into my, like, hold, hold on luggage, hand like luggage. Like hand luggage, yeah. Um, so I went to the cash, like, to the, like, desk. And I was like, look, my bags are missing. Can you help me? And they said, help. and they called them and they um, called in London or, like, whatever they called. And they said, yeah, don't worry. It's fine. They're in London. They're literally on the next plane over now. So we will deliver them to you tomorrow morning. No worries. Just give us your address. And I was like, fine. It's not the first time it happened to me. So whatever. 
So I went to the taxi point. No taxi was coming for literally ages. I was so tired. I was so sad. I was literally having a meltdown at this point. I was like, I'm not going to get... I I will be homeless. I won't get to my accommodation that I won't even be able to get into. <laughs> There's no taxi. So I went after ages. I literally tried calling people. It wouldn't work. Of course it wouldn't work. I went to the taxi point and was like, look, I ordered a cat taxi. It's not here. Please help me. And they said, oh, yeah, it's on its way. I think they called or something. There was probably some mix up or anything. And they said, yeah, it's on its way. It's fine. Just wait out here. And then eventually someone came, someone picked me up and someone brought me to the accommodation where they were already waiting for me. And they said, oh, everything has come. <laughs> How they're waiting for you. Literally, there were literally people there and they literally like, greeted me. Like clapping. Like, Marie. She made it. You made it. You're here. And I think they even hugged me and said, it's fine. You're here now. It's all good. <laughs> Just go up to your room. It's all good. And I paid them, I think, $50 for bedding because they didn't have bedding. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have bedding. So, Canada, if any of you don't know that, Canada tends to be quite cold. I went there in the winter semester. So I assumed with bedding, they meant a, a proper duvet with feathers. No. No. Bedding meant one extremely thin blanket which was literally as thin as bed sheet covers that you get yeah. in H&M and then one fleece blanket and one small pillow so I it was so cold I love that you have to pay extra for the bedding I know it was so cold that I literally had to sleep in my sweater with all but of do the you, blankets can you not put heating on I did but I, cr- I cranked the heating up full place, but the com- room was cold because my flatmate hadn't gotten there yet because th- there was no heating oh, yet. Oh, so in the first night, then you were like... Literally, <laughs> it, was, it was already minus 25 degrees outside. So my flatmate wasn't there yet. Um, I cranked the heat up on full like volume, just got in there with my sweater and just went to sleep and said, look, I just have to sleep now. What time was this? Like... 11... Like a.m. or p.m.? P.m. Oh, p.m. But okay. mind you, I was so jet-lagged. Then, during the night, I think at 1am, my flatmate and her boyfriend came back, and I, she was really nice, I really liked her, but at this point, they were being so loud in the kitchen, that I woke up, and I was like, this is the worst thing ever, I can't sleep, I have a horrible flatmate, I don't have bedding. Get out! I don't you have should have stormed <laughs> into the kitchen. I don't have heat, I walked into the kitchen, actually. <laughs> walked in. Firmly. And I just said, oh, hi. And she's like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. I don't know if I said, can you keep it down? <laughs> I think she I wouldn't. That would have set up such a shit relationship. No, 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 no. I don't think it would. Honestly, she was so kind. She, yeah. was, she was so sweet. I'm going to talk about her a bit more later. But she was so sweet. She would have understood. Don't worry. Yeah. Like we, it, it, would, it would have been fine. Um, so I just went to bed. I went to sleep. It was all good. But mind you, after this, I already had come to Toronto with all of these expectations. I'm thinking... The start was so awful. There's no way this time we'll make up for it. There's no way mm. that it will be so good that it makes up for all of the shit that happened at the beginning. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, it made up 20 million times. Oh, yes. Because this is just wait. one, like, obviously traumatic event beginning the trip. But then you're there for another... What, how long was it? Four months. Four months. And mind you, it was so fucking so, amazing. It yeah. was so fantastic. It was literally one of the best times in my whole life. It yeah. was insane. So it gets only better from here. So just to pick up the speed and not to bore you with anything that wasn't major, in the next couple of days, I signed a few more contracts. The payment went through. 
I bought proper bedding at not Canadian Tire. That's not a bedding store, but I bought bought proper bedding, um, at like Amazon, I think, and just got it delivered there or something. Um, so that was all good. I set everything up. I got to know my flatmate. She was really sweet. She was pretty quiet and really introverted. So to be fair, we didn't really talk a lot, and we didn't. I mean, we. I think we became friends. We were friendly, but we mm. wouldn't hang out or anything. We didn't have a super tight relationship, which I didn't mind because I had so much going on during that semester, and I spent so much time with people from my class, that I just wanted to come home and just be on my own because it got quite much for me as an introvert at points. So I was like, I don't mind at home just being by myself for a while, and neither did she. Yeah. And most of the time, we just very comfortably existed in each other's space yeah if that makes yeah, sense. yeah like, that does make sense like i sat and worked in the kitchen and we had like an open kitchen with the living room and see she sat in the living room or the other way around or we sat like next to each other and just worked and it was quite yeah because i feel like maybe also both of you probably <laughs> to put it i don't know simply <laughs> like fine. sensed the tone yeah like felt the room exactly. and that you were like well like what's the point in trying to yeah. start some synthetic conversation exactly yeah. If there's if if you're both like yeah. yeah. I know some people are like, Oh, it's so weird, you're not super close with your flatmates. I don't really mind this. I mean now we we are yeah. obviously, but we wanted to move in. Yeah, because I think if it was me personally, if you get the choice did you have the choice of one flatmate? Yeah. Or having yeah. more. See, I probably would have gone for more mm. just because well, when I had my first flat in London, then I was with four other people and it was so much fun. Okay. So then like obviously it depends from people to people, so I don't think <laughs> Anyone can say it's that weird if you're not close to the flatmate who's a stranger. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I was completely fine with the relationship we had. Um, so, yeah, after that, uni started. And we already had a Facebook group of all of the exchange students. And like I said before, I'm quite an introvert. I don't have, like, a massive group of friends because I get quite overwhelmed socially easily. But then... The exchange students arranged so many things that we did, and I became such an extreme extrovert in Toronto that I honestly surprised myself. It was honestly insane. We literally met every week, like twice, with all of the exchange students. They were so nice. There was a massive group from, I think there were quite a few people from Scotland, from Finland, from Sweden, um, from the US, I think, from Mexico, um from from south korea it was so nice and we literally like i said we had house parties flat parties we went for drinks we went for sports events it was amazing i made so many friends there it was actually like i said it was quite overwhelming friends, yeah but in the best way possible um so yeah we went to bars a lot and this at this point i went to my first ever live sports event which was Ice hockey. Woo! I don't know. I don't know. Was it ice hockey? It may have been basketball or ice hockey. I okay. think it was ice hockey. Yeah, um, I've seen ice hockey once, but in Canada, obviously, it's a yeah. massive thing, isn't it? It was the university's ice hockey as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was... It, it was just quite fun because, like, I... I'm kind of the opposite to quite a few people who, when their children already go to live sports events, I, like, instead grew up with, like, going to the opera and the theatre a lot from when I was very Same. little. Same. But I've never been to mm. live sports events yeah. up to this point, so that was quite fun. Um, and it also reminded... It was just so bizarre because we talked about this, especially the European students said this quite a lot, that it was so American. Like, I know, sorry, I'm not calling Canadians American. They're not. They're really not. But it was... Just, they really don't like that. And yeah, I don't want to offend anyone. 
Um, but it was still so reminiscent of something that's just so different to Europe because we do have varsity here and we do have yeah that's sports teams. I was gonna say because I went to I think the first like live sports event I went to was like a varsity match here but varsity originates from America yeah. doesn't it it's not nearly as massive I don't know but it's not nearly as massive as in America yeah whereas there you have mascots you have cheerleaders you have uniforms you have events you literally have multiple cheer teams that come throughout the break and it's so insanely massive that it was quite bizarre at points and I just sat there and felt so European it was so funny <laughs> but it was quite cool like you definitely got to experience that whole thing and it, like I said it was really cool it was a different culture that I just got to know yeah um so that was quite amazing so yeah then my classes started the classes were really amazing I took businesses of film because I wanted to branch a bit more into the business model of film yeah. because um if you don't know we study film but I'm really interested in business and economics as well. So I liked connecting that and it was really helpful. And my lecturer was so lovely. He was so, he was so sweet. Mm. I loved all of my lecturers. Um, then I took um, film um, practice. Like we just made films. I'm going to talk about this a bit more later. And then, <clears throat> and then I took contemporary art theory. Um, because I'm a massive art nerd. And prior to Toronto, to be fair, I know it's stupid. I know this is why I took this class. I wasn't massively into contemporary art because, to be fair, I was just not educated enough. And I just didn't understand it well enough. And I couldn't value it as an art form compared to classic art. So I went there with the full understanding of saying, I want to learn more about this and I want to value and understand it. And this is what this module really did for me. It just completely changed my mind. And now I'm massively into contemporary yeah, art. And there I, you go. And I really understand that it just comes from yeah. a different point than classic art and there's so much more to it and it has just changed and it's so politicized the drive behind it the emotion i'm not gonna but it is a big thing and i got this in more detail um i also tried out i just remember this we got to try out in the first week a couple modules and i was afraid i wouldn't really find anything that i loved but i did and i tried out one of them um and the lecturer was so stern literally when i talked to my friends about this um from my other classes, they said, ooh, who do you have? And when I named him, they were like, oh, <laughs> have fun with him. <laughs> you will not stay in his class, don't oh, worry. Um, <laughs> and I walked in and he said, right, okay, this is how this is going to go down. We will have two exams in this whole semester. In the first exam, <laughs> which is the easier one, 10% of the questions will be unanswerable. No one of you will get this quest these oh questions God. right. 20% are very hard to answer. Only if you study night and day for this exam, you have a slim chance of answering them. 30% <laughs> of the questions are quite hard. So you better study quite hard to understand them. And then 10% or anything like... Whatever the a, maths is. A very, a very small amount. You can answer even if you're a potato. So if you're a potato, at least you're going to have 10% right. <laughs> and you're a potato. And I said, well, I'm out of this class. Sorry, but I, I don't need that stress in my life. That, I, oh my God, I would find that so funny. It was really funny. But I said, I, <laughs> I do not need that. He also forbade us to bring laptops into the class because it distracted him. So the only notes we were allowed to take were by hand. To be fair, I always take my notes by hand anyway. I don't. And I said, honey, you're being ridiculous because anyone in this universe is now taking notes. Like everyone mm. allows notes on laptops. Also, the class wasn't particularly as interesting as the other three ones. So I dropped it and I was allowed to just take three classes. I was a bit... Ugh, the other stressful thing, the other disaster, I would say, was just that I had to do so much running around and so much rearranging because 
the Canadian point system is different to the UK one. So I had to constantly check back with my uni in the UK if it was okay to take as many modules as I did to like still pass the semester in London because I was still uh, enrolled in London yeah. legally. This is also why I didn't pay tuition fee in Toronto. Um, but then I did, and my uni here is quite chill, so they said, Marie, please don't worry, it's fine, just take as many classes as you would do here, and it translates to our system as well. So, I took contemporary art theory, um, and business of film and filmmaking. Uh, I'm gonna say here, I'm not gonna name many names, but I has, had a massive, <clears throat> a massive crush on one of my teachers, oh, and... What should her code name be? She doesn't get a code name, I'm just okay. gonna say anyone, <laughs> anyone who knows remotely we'll know will remote yeah. when you know you know anyone who remotely knows me knows exactly who i'm I, talking about of course and knows the person they've probably even shown i don't know <laughs> i know i don't want to she was probably not i i had a massive crush basically and, it was the one that got away literally from marie oh my god she was so amazing and i miss her and she was so amazing anyway i had a, that much that just made lessons a lot more fun more pleasant to be honest so that's <laughs> on top of everything so yeah, talking about classes, um, talking about um, filming, like I said, I had like one film class where we had to develop um, several films and we had to have one major role on a film and then two minor roles. And I came in there with the full knowledge saying, look, I would understand because people in the, group, in the class got to pick groups and people pitched their films and then chose their crews. And I said, I would completely understand if no one wants to work with me just because no one knows if I'm actually reliable because no one has ever met me. So if I wouldn't get picked for any project, that would be completely fine with me because again, I I could be a complete fallout and a complete lazy person that ruins everyone's project and how are they supposed to know? Um, but no, in that first class, literally 10 people came up to me and said, oh, oh, how, how, like, who are you? You're new to the class, aren't you? Do you want to work on our film? What's your name? Where do you come from? And I was like, oh my, oh my God, God, I feel like that's such a reflection of Canada. Literally, I don't want to impose any stereotypes, but it was the cutest thing ever. The cutest stereotype to be fulfilled. It was so sweet. It was just what I needed because normally I'm not that forthcoming. Mm. It was so sweet. Oh my god, my heart was just filled and it was honestly the sweetest thing ever. And I happily got all of my roles filled, I think, in one lesson. Um, and even more on top of that, because what I mainly do is I produce, I direct, I didn't direct because that's what the main roles were from the people who pitched the films that they developed in the semester prior to that. But I'm also, like, I'm quite good at makeup, so I helped with makeup on a few films. I did assistant directing, which I really enjoyed, and I produced for a couple of them. Um, so that was, like I said, a lot of fun and we did have had some really amazing adventures along the way. I think I told you before. Um, like which one, which adventure? The bathtub. Do you remember the bathtub? No. In one of the films, we, it was supposed to take place in a warehouse and there was a bathtub and a submerging scene. Oh no, I don't think you did tell me. And that was in the script. And we said, there's no way we can get a bathtub into an old warehouse. But then the people had this amazing location, which was literally a rundown police precinct, which okay. was completely left and literally looked like out of a, a dystopian film. Yeah, It was amazing. So we shot two films there. We came back. 
It was really cold. It was really dusty. My eyes watered so much that I literally had to buy eye drops and like a mouth like protection because <laughs> I got extreme coughs from it. Yeah. But it looked amazing. Yeah. And we always had this saying that this location kills you, but it's worth the kill because yes. it's so nice. Oh, and isn't that just what film is about? Exactly. The dedication. So you get a little insight into our professional <laughs> life here. <laughs> Um, so we actually tried to film the bathtub scene in someone's apartment, in another apartment. We tried so many things, nothing worked. So eventually we actually hauled a bathtub into an abandoned police precinct, filled it with spring water. Don't worry, our actress was safe. We literally bought like gallons of fresh spring water, um, filled it up, heated it up with like a coil heater, um, and did the whole submerging. And it was in winter when it was literally minus 30 degrees outside. Oh my God. And we had to like completely heat up the room yeah. to an absolute maximum so we wouldn't so freeze. So she, well, and her, the one who's getting submerged. Exactly, <laughs> that she wouldn't freeze. Um, and we kept like hugging her literally in towels when <laughs> she got out. But she was the sweetest person ever, as well as everyone else really. So we worked really well and we made it work and it was quite fun and yeah. really memorable. Um, and I had a lot of fun running the set as assistant director. Um, then, like I said, I did makeup. I remember for one of the films, I had a quite big trouble um, figuring out the makeup look because it was quite big and quite major and I didn't really know how to approach it. But then I was quite proud of myself because I did find ideas and I used gelatin, which you can make at home, which is a really amazing special effects makeup um, thing that you can make at home and it's really well known by people who do it from scratch and don't work on super expensive film sets. So I did that. Um, I did another one where I was supposed to dirty up someone's mouth and make it like bloody and black. And I did that with charcoal powder. Mm. I was very proud of that solution as well because it yeah. looked amazing. And I did it with, um, on Amazon, you can get toothbrushing charcoal powder, like not charcoal toothbrush, but actually mm. powder that you can... Oh, uh, yeah. That you can mix with... Yeah, because yeah, I was just going to say, because you can also get like charcoal tablets. Yeah. So isn't it just like the same stuff yeah. in that? Yeah. You normally mix that with a bit of water or even just dry brush it on your teeth. And yeah. I got that and super safe. It even tasted of mint. So the actor yeah. even kind of liked it. It brightens it's your teeth. It's not dangerous yeah. or anything. Really. You can swallow it. I literally looked it up. It was safe to consume. Yeah, yeah, safe to it is. Because activated charcoal is a thing. Exactly. So, so that's what I used. I should have said activated. Activated so. charcoal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was... Ugh, I'm trying to put everything into so few sentences. I could probably talk about this for <laughs> Yeah, it's because well, you were there for so many months. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of stuff. And the filming was just so, so much fun. And we made such good films at the end. And everyone was so insanely professional. It was just so nice to work yeah. with. And in the end, I worked on six different films and helped assistant direct. And like I said, do makeup mostly and help with producing. And it was... Everyone was absolutely fantastic to work with. Everyone, whenever I did makeup, even when I did like makeup as a like emergency when someone dropped out and I jumped in, they were so professional and provided me. But I sometimes didn't have stuff because it was overnight. They were so quick with providing me everything that I needed. And it was absolutely amazing. So shout out to the people. I'm going to give a massive shout out to everyone at the end. Yeah. But okay. already, my people, I miss you so much. And yeah. I... Please come back. Come like, London. Come London. All of we'll you. We'll all go out. Um, London, UK. That's another thing because I told them, oh yeah, I'm from London. And they said, oh yeah, so you're going back like over spring break to your family. And I was like, no, it would be quite expensive to fly. <laughs> and they were like, London, Ontario. It's like... A, a, oh my God, what? A drive There's, from here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, London, UK. UK. Like London, London. Yeah. Like, like the original. The, like mm, the, the real London. The real deal. <laughs> Sorry, but the real deal London. Yeah. Yeah, come um, to London, UK. Exactly. 
Or I will come to Toronto. I'll come too. We will both come yeah. and we will be back. Um, so that was, like I said, amazing. The extreme socializing was also great because we had so many production meetings. I made friends with all of the people. So we literally had like dinner at least twice a week. Then I had like dinner with the exchange people at least twice a week. So I did so much socializing that at some point I literally had like meetings with friends every day, every like night of the week. And it was so, so great. And yeah. And I'm going to recommend some places that yes. we Yes, okay, do tell us some really good places. At the end, though, I'm not... Okay, not yet, later. I'm not quite finished, though. I no. just have to look through my notes as well. Some things that was... that Something that was also quite funny was... <laughs> as lovely as Canadians are, British humour is sometimes a bit too sarcastic for them. So be aware of that. Oh, I feel like it's... on. Honestly, if you go anywhere and you're yeah. used to British humour, yeah. it's a test. Because I genuinely have... We, both of us, have such an insanely, like, savage and dry sense of humour. Yeah. When, lots of the time, we don't really mean what we're saying. Yeah. Like, you'll say something sarcastic, like, as a joke. Like, exactly. I, like, nothing I don't often, know. like, nothing often is. Nothing discriminating. No, 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 nothing like that. But as in, like... For example, if, like, you sit next to me and you're like, oh, yeah, can you turn on the TV? I'd be like, no. I'd be like, no, fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I legitimately don't do it. And then you're like, can you turn on the TV? I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And then I turn it on, like, after two minutes. Yeah, like, it's all just kind of a joke, and it's like, haha, yeah, okay, cool. Exactly, but, like, or, like, if I'm like, oh, yeah, can you give me the cutlery? You're like, no, and you take it away from me. But it's a, <laughs> it's a joke, but if you don't know this, and I did this in Toronto. Or like, and they're I, like, what? I made these jokes, or, like, for example, I don't know, they said, like, oh, yeah, do you think that looks shit on me? And I was like, yeah. And, like, and they're like, <gasps> really? And I was like, oh, no, no. no. I was like, oh, my God, no. I didn't mean that so, so many times. They literally looked at me really hurt and said, really? And I said, no, no, oh my God, no, I didn't mean that. You must say what you mean. Exactly. And I had to really tone down my dry and sarcastic manner and humor. Because yeah. at some points I saw that if I didn't turn it down, I would like offend people and I d would not want this. No, of course. So a bit of a warning here. You can't, British humor isn't for everyone. It's, it's not for everyone. It's also like, it's not even like in a negative way. It's just obviously... In some places, they're just nicer. Exactly. And more pleasant. Exactly. Than, than us. They're not as, like, cock-headed as in Britain. Yeah, exactly. Really. Um, they're a bit friendlier. They're less dickish. Exactly. <laughs> they're less, less miserable, really, than here. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was honestly quite fun. Another thing I learned um, in Toronto, which I also found, like, ugh, it's very oblivious to say this, but about Indigenous people obviously and about mm. indigenous heritage because i just realized how um oblivious european people are to this mm. um and how we do not even notice what is going on i'm not going to go into full detail with this because i'm also not educated enough to give all of the details yeah. but please read into it if you want to um and if and you should want to so please yeah. read into it but there are still awful things happening to people with indigenous heritage and yeah. it's actually insane how horrible it still is to yeah. this day and how um it's still so present uh all yeah, of the like heritage prominent exactly and i still and i have friends in toronto and i have friends who literally have direct first um generation links or like direct generation links to indigenous heritage and it's like i said i i was so oblivious as a european person so it was something amazing that i learned like I said, I learned amazing things about the amazing heritage and then less amazing thing, things about less amazing things that still happen to them. So that was quite... Yeah. So it's, it's, informative. 
a serious thing yeah. that I learned and that I still need to have more education on, mm. but it was a good, a good start, you know? Um, so yeah, um, uni went on after that. Um, we produced films like crazy. It was crazy, stressful, stressful. It was crazy, amazing. It was crazy in any possible way. Another thing, it wasn't really a disaster, but like I said before, Canada is cold. And when I mean cold, yeah. I mean minus 40 degrees Celsius. Um, it got so, so cold. It literally, I remember at one point I was out for coffee um, at the beach because like Toronto has like the beach, obviously. Um, and it got to minus 38 degree and I got a warning on my phone. <laughs> that get I, inside. That I should get inside because it was getting too extreme um so yeah to be fair it's not as i feel like like i said before to you um in t like in london we have a very wet heat so to speak because we have a very humid air yeah like kind of a bit more on the muggy side and also yeah. the temperatures in london obviously don't ever go that much to extremes i mean they're slowly getting there but like there it's still more mild than somewhere like toronto where it's fucking extreme yeah cold. Oh, yeah it's so mild to compare yeah. to that but like i feel like because we have such high humidity it sometimes feels colder than it is. Whereas in Canada, it was kind of a drier cold. So it doesn't, didn't feel as horrible. To be fair, like when I went out in 40 degrees, it was dreadful, but it wasn't killing. Yeah. Um, so it's just funny because sometimes when it gets cold here, I'm going outside and I'm thinking, how did I survive minus 40 degrees in Toronto? But I did. Yeah. By wearing, I'm telling you, by wearing four different layers and literally wearing thermos layers yeah. to school. So that was quite fun. Um... So yeah, like I said, the semester went on. I did some amazing group work. I got some amazing tutoring. Um, all of my tutors were so skilled and so, so amazing and lovely to work with. So that was great. We did a lot of stuff. We watched the Oscars for the first time in real time. Like, real well, time. I mean, in real time, but like without that much time difference. Yeah. Obviously, you were on the different coast, but it was a smaller difference. It was getting there. Um, and then we also watched, it was so funny, we watched the Super Bowl. It was the first time in my life that I ever watched the Super Bowl. And I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone here, but it was the most dreadfully boring thing <laughs> I've ever watched in my I... whole life. And it was so long. And we literally went to a pub where people came who p like played sports actively and were interested in it. None of us kept watching because all of us said it was so dreadfully boring. I feel like nowadays, and this might just be because I'm not super into sports or anything. Mm. Um, nowadays, I feel like it's quite popular just because of like the halftime show. Yeah. Which obviously they get like amazing artists to do amazing performances. So exactly. I feel like it's quite known and popular for that. And But as you said, well, how was the actual game itself? Yeah, the actual game was dreadfully boring. I'm sorry. Like I said, if I'm offending anyone with this, you do you. You watch it. If you enjoy, then great, because you are the viewers they need. I, <laughs> great, I, you're boring. <laughs> Whoa, no. <laughs> My God. I'm not on side with this. No, I no, no. That was a joke. I was just joke. saying the game is boring. <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, British. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it was just really not for me. Um. And it was just so funny, because even the people who liked sports found it absolutely dreadful but yeah anyway one other minor incident i remember was during my last lecture was it the last lecture i think it was one of the last lectures of business of film um we had a very weird smell smell coming into the room and we actually had to evacuate the room at some point because i think there was a gas leak was that actually confirmed yeah there was a gas leak yeah mm. so could have blown up yeah i know so that was quite fun i just remember while we sat there and then my teacher was like, oh, that's quite a weird smell, isn't it? And we were like, yeah, it kind of yeah, is. Could blow and up. then it got stronger and stronger. And he was like, 
okay, I feel like we need to leave right now. <laughs> so we right. did. Get out. Exactly. But it was it was fine. Nothing happened. I'm still here in peace, like in all pieces well, put together. Apart from all your pieces. Exactly. Splattered. Exactly. Actually, I'm falling apart in this. Yeah, she, I just sewed her back together. Exactly. Oh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, no. Oh. And then I ate her. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, and then another thing I did, it's not a recommendation, but it's just something fun I did. I went to Niagara Falls. I mean, it is a recommendation, just not of a specific yeah. restaurant or something, just yeah. like a place. Niagara Falls, very obvious, I know, but so amazing, so beautiful, mm. very worth it. We had purple potatoes at oh, the restaurant yeah. that overlooked Love. Niagara Falls, so do that if you can it was really really nice um we did that actually a bit later though like my friend and me like in spring so. oh yeah, yeah i mean we could have gone when they were frozen over but i think we just decided to go during spring because it was a, bit, a little bit warmer a little bit warmer and also i just didn't have time before yeah yeah it got so stressful at points with all of the films we made because we literally at some points were shooting for 16 hours a day so that was quite which intense. is intense yeah, yeah. And when I say shooting, I mean shooting. Like, we literally had, like, Norms, I think yeah. four days of, like, shooting 14 hours a week. Oh, God, um, yeah. A day, Wait, a sorry. day, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was quite intense. But I feel like for us, it was the best thing possible because we, at least it's something we love. And I was Yeah, like, exactly. If I have to work that long, at least it's on something I love. Yeah, exactly. So that was great. I also got two more tattoos in Toronto. I actually don't think I've ever talked about this. Which ones? But what are the I ones? have, like, a couple tattoos, like, a few, actually. And I got... Well, you can see them on my Instagram. I got, like, a lightning bolt that is made out of, like, ornaments. Ornaments, like, on yeah. the edge of an old picture frame. Yeah. And they together form a lightning bolt. Yeah. And then Which I'm I, looking at right now. Yeah. And then I have a a, gla- a cup. Like, a glass. A goblet. A goblet. Thank you. A goblet with a snake wrapped around it. Yeah. And both of them are, like, micro-realism, um, small tattoos. Um, black and grey. Yeah. They're absolutely amazing. Especially the snake is so micro-realistic and amazing. So shout out the places where I got them. Um, I'm going to mention them in a bit as well. I actually just wanted to get one. But then I saw the tattoo artist who did my snake. And I said, I have to You're go like, to Yeah. I need something else. So I did that. And I've always wanted to get a snake anyway. I have quite a few now. But I've been missing a snake. So I wanted to get that. Um, so yeah. Now... Okay, so do you want to give us some good recommendations? I want to, indeed. Yeah, so obviously I'm like, you know, a sucker for museums. So I think the most obvious ones, which obviously I love going to, are the Royal Ontario Museum and the Art Gallery of Ontario, the AGO um, and the ROM. They were both absolutely amazing. And it was just really interesting to see, especially in the AGO, Indigenous art and North American art more than... European art, I mean, because they also had European art, but obviously less than, say, a museum in Italy, yeah. Florence. And or how perhaps... long did you spend in each one? 12 hours. I think five hours twice. I oh, think. okay. I think I went to both of them for like five to six hours twice. Yeah. Um, which was quite... So quite long. Good. Oh, no, I, th- I think I went back more, t- more than that. I think I went to the AGO like four times and maybe mm. to the RM like three times or something. Because I think they were free on Wednesday. Oh, they were free on a, set, on a few days, I think, for students as well. Oh, okay. Um, so I took advantage of this and went there as often as I could. Um, then my absolute favourite um, place where I got sushi from. It's a bit of a random one, but it's Sushi Shop on York Street. 
Um, there are a few different ones, but like sushi shop York Street, it was so good. I got their sushi pizza, and I got their um bowls, their poke bowls. They were so good. Oh my god! It got to the point where each like every week I would order from them once to treat me, and it was my ritual to each, a good ritual to every week order from them. Because it was so, so nice and so amazing. And I generally miss their sushi. (laughs) Because that was the thing. In Canada, they even in the supermarkets... I mean, you can buy sushi in the supermarkets here, but I wouldn't really recommend that because it's not too nice. Unless you go, say, to a really upscale Marks & Spencer or Waitrose or something. And obviously, it's different with here. I just mean in London. Like, if you live near the coast, obviously, it's a different story as well. But, like, here, I wouldn't recommend getting supermarket sushi because it's really not that great um whereas in toronto obviously it was so fresh and was so good that you could get supermarket sushi and they had really quality supermarkets there um with really quality fish as well so that was amazing and i took advantage of that and it was really really good um they had massive shopping malls as well like literally in this like so many massive halls that were also so not european it was really quite fun um, the city itself obviously had a lot of skyscrapers, a lot of high-rise buildings, so that was really interesting because I feel like their uh, architecture was very different than European ones. Yeah, I feel like that was the same as well, like in New York yeah. as well, because everything is so much taller. Especially the streets as well. Yeah. The streets are also less, um, like, <laughs> less ski with. Branched out exactly like in um Italy for example yeah. it was very straight finding your way around just like in New York was super easy although the metro is a bit weird because I forgot exactly why because I got used to it after a while but it runs in a weird like ring around the city center and at one point I literally like rode into the wrong direction like twice and I like rode quite far out of Toronto and then got out and was like well, this is not right. And I had to ride all the way back again and then to my actual destination. So get used to the metro not being the tube, yeah. is what I'm saying. Um, another place is Hendrix Bar and Restaurant um, in the city centre. It was just a place that me and Sophie went to that was really, really good. Um, we had... What did we didn't even have there? I think we had fish there, which was really, really good. Sophie had oysters, I think, which was really good. Um... Then Sugar Beach Park, which is the beach. Um, <laughs> which is the beach. The beach, each. Um, <laughs> at Toronto, which is quite cool. I mean, I went there when it was snowy, but I mean, the lake was frozen over, so that was still quite yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, obviously go there when it's summer. That's quite cool as well. Bolzacks is a chain they have in Toronto, which is kind of similar to Costa, but it's a bit offensive. I feel like it's definitely not as huge and as mainstream, so to say, as Costa. So it's definitely more indie and it's so good. And I really miss it because the coffee was so nice and the food was so good. And I was so heartbroken finding out that they don't have Bolzacks like here or something. That's just Mm. a thing there. Maybe it will start here. Like Tim Hortons. Ooh, Which is not, Canadian. It's not that great, though. Ooh. No, no, but yeah. the point is that it's a Canadian chain yeah. that started, there's some in Cardiff, and I like Tim Hortons. Again, I don't want to offend anyone, but I way prefer Balzac's over Tim Hortons. I've never been to Balzac, so I don't know, yeah. but Tim Hortons is good. Yeah. Then, obviously, the Tiff Bell Lightbox, which is the cinema where the um, Toronto Film Festival takes place, like the mm-hmm. um, theatre of it, which is really cool. Um, I stopped going there because, you know, we study films. So exactly. Going to the movies was a great venue to go to. Um, quite nice. 
Um, then we went to Area on York Street, which street, which is an Italian restaurant. Love literally Italian food. Such good food. It was quite. I think what I really liked, but it was really upscale. It was really posh. Their fa- dishes were so fancy, but it wasn't overpriced to the heavens. Yeah. Like it okay. Was normal. A good medium. Yeah. It was a something where you were like, it's fair that you paid this for that. And yeah. It was really really good. Then. A place, oh. Which is oh, just so wait. perfect. It is called Expectation, but with egg <laughs> like e. G-G-S-tation. Egg. Expectation. And it was so brilliant because it's an egg slash breakfast place. Love. And it's so good. Oh my God. All of the different dishes they do with eggs are so fantastic. Oh my God. That sounds heavenly. Exactly. I need to show you the full menu after yeah. this. Um, if you're ever in Toronto, please treat yourself to lunch there. To be fair, it is quite expensive. So they literally had dishes for like $23. But it again, it's Canadian dollars. So it's less in pounds. Um... And it is worth it, to be fair. And brunch places here can also get quite expensive. So yeah. treat yourself. It's worth it. Um, then the R5 patio and bar. Patio? Sorry. Yeah, patio. Yeah. yeah. Was the place that I talked about before um, at Niagara Falls where we had purple potatoes and fondue, actually. Oh, love. Which was so love good. Love fondue. We have to have fondue again. I'm really in the mood right now. Yeah. Sadly not with purple potatoes, unless we can find them here. Get some food dye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Literally. Um that than ourselves. No, that was really, really delicious and amazing. And we could like look over Niagara Falls. Um and it was just quite funny because we went there in the middle of the day and it's normally a bar that gets quite busy during the evening. So they were quite surprised when we walked in the middle of the day and there was no one there and we said, Yeah, can we have cocktails on fondue? And they're like, Oh Yeah, you you can. You can sure, have it you whenever can. you want. Exactly. And we did, and it was so worth it. We also had such a nice Uber driver back from there, I remember, because in Niagara, like, in the area, it was so rural. They didn't really have that much public transport, so we got, like, Uber back. I generally got so many Ubers in Toronto. Why not? Exactly. It was a lot cheaper than in Toronto, uh, London, and it was worth it. I feel like whereas here, even if you... I mean, now you can't get Uber, I mean, unless they fix that whole shit. But say you could get an Uber. It would just not be worth it with all of the traffic. Like, you may as well just wait, like, throw your money out of the window because, like, it's such heavy traffic in London. Oh, yeah, so if you get... No, if you get an Uber, yeah, then it's fine. No, no, like, if in London, if you get an Uber, they will still get stuck in traffic, is what I'm saying, and it's just not worth it. Yeah, but As you opposed still... to the tube. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. in terms of, like, how much you pay. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no, I mean, like, as opposed to the tube, it's just, yeah. it gets you, even if you paid for an Uber, the tube would probably still be Yeah, quicker. exactly. Whereas in Toronto, with the massive streets and everything, it's generally faster. Oh, get okay, cool. Yeah. At many points, also because their public transport isn't the absolute best, so many people just get Ubers. Um, and I think in Niagara, the guy told us that he... That he really doesn't need the money, but he just likes talking to people and like likes helping people and driving around and socializing. So that's why. Yeah, he did why it. not? And he was a really like posh, older man, and he was so cute. Oh. And I like that. Oh. No, not that way! <laughs> my God, ew! <sighs> I also had someone drive me. <laughs> my God, you just why do we have to ruin every beautiful moment I have? Sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Anyway, (laughs) not in that way. Um, I also had a really nice Uber driver when I went to the opera because I did go to the opera twice. 
I saw Elektra and Cozy Fun Tutor. Um, like both, obviously, I like if you aren't, I won't bore you, but like if you know the stories, Elektra obviously is quite a bit better than Cozy, which okay. just comes down to old issues of opera being written in a different time where yeah, fair you enough. Know, feminism wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But, you know, Elektra was really nice. Um, and I think it's still interesting to see you know, where we've come from and yeah. how theatre has evolved. Has evolved. Especially Electra was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I had a driver then, Uber driver, who talked to me about opera, who found it really cool that I went to the opera, like, on my own in my age. And I was like, yeah, just, I, I love going, so why not? So why not? Um, and then, yeah, that would be all except for the two places that I can yes. now recommend to you. Um, so one of them is just the artist. He tours around Toronto now. So his name is Aiden. That's A-Y-D-E-N. And his Instagram handle is Tattooist Aiden with a full stop, like Tattooist full stop Aiden. Okay, yeah. Look him up. He's so sweet. He's so lovely. Yeah, he looks really sweet. He was so sweet. Can I just say, it was so, so lovely because normally tattoo artists have like Instagram profile pictures that are them in like, you know hardcore outfits yeah. really badass and really dangerous and like oh i have tattoos he was there in a full <laughs> suit and and then i found out during my appointment because um a woman came in and talked to him and then he lit up his phone and that woman was his wife and that picture on instagram was his wedding picture mm, of him in his wedding suit and it was so adorable and so wholesome and they were such a cute couple they were yeah. both go- both gorgeous oh. And it was so, Power so sweet. Couple. Exactly. Um, and he kept asking me why he was tattooing me. Does it hurt? Like, is it okay? Are you comfortable? And I kept telling him, and it was like, yeah, I I really am. Don't worry. I'm used to getting tattooed. Even if it hurt, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Um, so he was so sweet. He will make you feel super comfortable. So don't worry. And please go to him. He's also insanely skilled. Like, yeah, from the, what I've seen as well. Yeah. The details matter too are out of this world. So go see him. And the other one is a place now, it's Golden Iron. I got tattooed by Calvin, who works there, who is really fun and really sweet as well. Did an amazing job as well, just like Aiden. So go check them both out if you need some good tattoos. Um, and yeah, I definitely enjoyed taking these little souvenirs from Toronto with me. Now, I can just say a massive shout out to all my friends in Toronto. Like I said before, I miss you all. Massive shout out to all the people I met during filming, during collaborations, during classes, um, during projects, during exhibitions, during um, international students, socializing events, wherever I met you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me to your home countries. I will come and visit you as soon as I can. Yeah, and can you please all come visit us? Exactly. Because I want to meet you. Exactly. Please all come to London. We will be so happy to host you. When you're ever around, please shoot me a message. I will be more than happy to welcome you. Um, and like I said, I will come around as soon as I possibly can. And I love you. And thank you so much for making me feel welcome. It was so highly appreciated. And I love your country, your city, and I loved staying with you. Yes. So that was such an amazing... Um, experience semester it's generally so weird thinking that it's one year ago i know know? wait one year when you one year since you went yeah yeah it's now more or less like one year i think exactly one year ago my semester there started it's honestly insane that is really weird especially because like it was for some reason a completely different world than london it everything just felt so different so different yeah and it just became my life and then summer happened and now i'm back here and it's just so weird how so many different 
places and situations can feel like home and life. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's, yeah, it must be very different. Yeah, it's just interesting, like I said, how you can feel at home in so many different places, like locations. Also, what I can just say is at the end, my accommodation actually ended up being for the best because it was the best possible accommodation I could have stayed in. But obviously, I could have not booked it any sooner because they just changed their rules. So in some way, the money we lost, obviously, to the scam was a shame, but, but it was almost for the best. It led to the best. Exactly, because the place was so, so nice. I know... The problem with home for many Ryerson's students is it's quite expensive um, for not being massively big, but I value that and I like still value the space. It was yeah. so clean, so new, amazing. It was like 33 floors high and you could literally go up all the floors and sit in their mess, like living rooms off the floors. So I would really often go to like the 33rd floor, sit there in the living room and complete my work, yeah. which was a so nice. nice. I still had a really nice view in my bedroom. I could literally overlook like different apartment buildings in the city and it was definitely felt pretty bougie yeah so that was really nice um yeah Toronto just felt like home for one good you know yeah really miss it wow yeah and we went to New York from there <laughs> yes actually. oh my god and towards the end is when we went to New York exactly because so, I obviously wanted to go to New York it all combines obviously yeah. yeah and then I invited you to come along and you did and there we go gladly and we made it. Exactly. Okay, well, right. thank you. Thank you so for much. You're very welcome. gracing us with your experiences in Canada. You're very welcome. Um, so let's talk about now, Yes. next week. Exactly. Next week, where will, will we go? Tell us. Next week, we are going to go <laughs> to Paris. Paris! We're going to oui, Paris, oui. the city of romance. <laughs> exactly. Well. Please don't offend anyone. The city of romance, or is it, in my case? Oh. Oh. I also had some trouble happening in Paris. Um, <laughs> can I just say, I love Paris. Paris is literally one of my absolute favourite cities and one of the most stunning places I've ever been to. It's insane and I want to go back. Yes, and can I just say, I do like Paris but I do think that it's overrated and Ooh. honestly I'm not that keen to go back You're so just a loser. you get to hear two people's opposite opinions of it next you week you are wrong okay? um, <laughs> we'll talk about that next week exactly we'll have this discussion next week yes. so look forward to that okay so for now let's do socials socials shall we so please follow us on Instagram your handle please my Instagram is ferg underscore steel which is f-e-r-g underscore S T double E L E. Exactly. Mine as always is that tattooed bee witch, which I always say in the like in the same way. Like when I say tattooed bee witch. Exactly. I always say it like this, like almost a sing song. Just like, to da, make it. Da, 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 da. Just to make it clear. <laughs> exactly. Now. As always, As always. Very hard to find me. I mean, you can try. Maybe you will. Maybe it's just with my first name. But just find me on Fergus page. Yeah. If not, just look on my page. There are some pics on there. You'll find her there. And then if you want to send us your stories, your recommendations, anything you'd like to share with us, our email address is... Is travelingeggspodcast at gmail.com. So... To spell it out for you, listen, take a a pen... Take a breath. Paper of... Sheet of paper. Paper of sheet. (laughs) T-R-A-V-E... L L I N G E G G S P O D C A S T 
T at gmail.com. Exactly. I purposefully didn't spell so I wouldn't distract you from Yeah, spelling. I have my eyes closed so I yeah. could focus on spelling that. Good. Amazing. Cool. So, without wooing, we... Without... <laughs> this is the end. We Thank you for sticking around. I, we hope you had some fun and we will see you. Listen, I always say we will yeah, see no, you Yeah, no, you will hear us exactly. is the correct... <laughs> We will talk to you again yeah. next week. Until then, we until don't, then, we don't really no, okay. Until then, goodbye. Bye.